Friends, uh, why don't we pray as we come uh, to study God's Word this morning? Let's pray. Uh, loving Lord, we stand before you this, this morning, Father, on the dawn of a new year, another new beginning. A strange New Year's in many ways, Heavenly Father, but we nevertheless are confident in your goodness. We are confident in your faithfulness. We are confident that you will lead us on to new things in this new season of our church's life together. Father, as we come to study this wonderfully inspiring passage from the book of Romans, we pray that we might allow ourselves to indeed be transformed, that we might allow ourselves to be made new, to be transfigured, to allow the old to pass away and for the new to come. Father, we pray that my words might be your words. We pray that I might decrease and you increase in all that is said and in all that is heard. And the people said, Amen. Well, it's New Year's resolutions time. Did anybody make any New Year's resolutions this year? Did anyone uh, commit to uh, getting fit, commit to dieting? That's always the two big ones. Uh, the researchers tell us they are always the big ones. Uh, people commit to uh, gym memberships and, and to diets. Uh, I, I enjoyed myself over Christmas. I think there's probably a kilo or two that I need to get rid of in the boxing gym over the next little while. Uh, we are always, uh, I think, uh, keen to, to, to find the new us. We're always keen to, to uh, move onwards and, and upwards. We all have things about ourselves that I think we would seek to change. Uh, I know I do. Uh, what is it for you? What is it for you in 2022 that you wish that you could shift, that you wish that maybe something about yourself that you could get rid of, something that, that you could change? Uh, many of us go through our life wishing we were taller or, or shorter or thinner or, or more curvaceous or have more hair or less hair or better skin. Whatever it is for you, we've all got something. We've all got something, uh, don't we, that we, would, that we would change. But, of course, changes on the outside, I think we all kind of understand, are, are relatively superficial. And sure enough, every new year we look in the mirror and it's the same old us staring back, at, staring back at ourselves. But it's the stuff on the inside that is a little bit harder to change, I think. Uh, if you go past the outside exterior surface stuff, what is it about you that you might want to change this year? Would it be an impatient spirit? Uh, patience is something that I need to constantly work on, particularly when I'm behind the wheel of my little mini. What about you? You want more patience this year? Maybe it's a critical, an acid tongue, perhaps, that you need to control. Might it be a sense of envy for those around you? Social media has done horrible things for our sense of envy, always looking on with envy at other people's lives. Remember, it's not true what they post. They, yeah, on Facebook, you only get the person's very best, right? Don't be fooled by social media if that's you. A spirit of discontentment. Uh, maybe it's a lust that you just can't seem to conquer. Maybe you need to manage your financial affairs a little bit better. Is it a guilty conscience that you need to, you need to deal with? A judgmental spirit deep within you, a, a quick temper that needs to be reined in. It'll be a sense of ingratitude. There's so much to be thankful for to be living here in Australia in 2022, isn't there? So much to be thankful for. 
Is it a sense of having a disorganized life? You need to get things in order. Are you struggling just to cast off a sense of laziness? Or maybe, and this is a big one for churches, maybe an inability to say no. Maybe you need to set some boundaries up in 2022. But, but what, is it, what is it for you? I think we've all dreamed of making sure that we can do things bigger and better in, in this new year. And of course, change is big business. The marketers and the advertisers know all this and they spend billions of dollars trying to encourage us to lose weight now or to find real lasting, genuine change in, in, in our lives. But again, I think we need to go deeper than the superficial stuff in our lives. And that's what our reading this morning from the wonderful Romans chapter 12 speaks of. I've just got a couple of verses, a couple of fairly famous verses from Romans chapter 12 that talks about not just changing the surface, not just changing our actions, but changing the very core of who we are, uh, the, the fount uh, deep within us from which our words and our actions flow. Have we got that reading? What's that? To have the mind of Christ. That's exactly right. So we're predestined uh, to be more and more like Christ, he says in, in Romans 8. That's, that's right, Marie. But I've got a reading for you from Romans chapter 12. If you're not familiar with this, um, with this passage, can I encourage you uh, to commit it to memory? It's one of my favorites. You're probably going to hear me quoting it, and probably even inadvertently. You probably already have over this past year. Paul writes, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. For this is your true act of proper worship. He says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. What's that word? Transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, perfect, and pleasing will. Friends, as followers of Jesus in 2022, in this new year, know that we're in the business of transformation. God, in his wisdom, in his love for you, wants more for you than just outward physical changes or even just a change in attitudes or emotions. God wants you to be completely transformed. He wants to remake you from the ground up, from the inside out. Now, note this word transformed here, the Greek word, is the same root word from which we get our word metamorphosis from, that process that a tadpole changes into a frog or a caterpillar into a butterfly. It means a complete change. It changes from one thing into another. And yet, it's important to note that when a caterpillar changes into a butterfly, it's becoming what God always intended it to be. Amen. It's been completely changed but it is fulfilling its calling before God. We are the same. Of course, far more precious than any caterpillar to God, but we are the same. God is determined that we will all be transformed to be more and more like Jesus. As I was telling the kids, if you go back a few chapters to Romans chapter 8, another wonderfully powerful chapter of, of Scripture, Romans chapter 8, verse 29, Paul says that we have been predestined We've been predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So think about that for a moment. 
predestined, before the dawn of time, before the foundations of the earth were laid, God knew you and he's calling you. He knows you. He knows what you're capable of. And he's calling you to be conformed to the image of his son, to be ever more and more Christ-like. We are in the business of transformation because God is in the business of transformation. Got a wonderful little metaphor about how this happens from the year 1464. 1464 from Florence in Italy. A sculptor named Agostino di Duccio began working on a huge piece of flawed marble, intending to produce a magnificent sculpture of one of the Old Testament prophets for a cathedral in that city in Florence. He hoped he labored for two years. And then he stopped. In the year 1476, another sculptor by the name of Antonio Rossellino also started to work on that same piece of marble. And in time, he abandoned it also. In the year 1501, another sculptor, a youngster, a 26-year-old sculptor by the name of Michelangelo, was offered a considerable sum of money to produce something worthwhile from this enormous block of marble that they simply call at that time the giant. As he began to work, he saw a major flaw near the bottom of this marble block that had stymied the other sculptors that had gone before him, including, it said, Leonardo da Vinci, by the way. He decided to turn that flawed piece of stone, that part of the marble, into a broken tree stump that would support the statue's right leg. The rest he worked on for four years until he had produced his masterpiece, the piece that we all know today as, what am I talking about? You know without seeing the picture, the David, his great statue David, one of the greatest pieces of artwork ever produced. By the way, the floor in that right leg is still there. They've done some x-rays. As I was researching this message this morning, um, modern technology has found some cracks in that piece of the marble, and they're actually concerned it may well topple over. So you better get to Florence as soon as you can to see the David is, is my recommendation. Steer clear of it. It weighs several tons. Uh, it is a massive piece of work. But how did Michelangelo do this? How did he produce such a marvellous piece of work when others couldn't. Well, here's what he said in his own words. Uh, obviously translated into English. You can put your own Italian accent on it. In every block of marble, I see a statue as plain as though it stood before me, shaped and perfect in attitude and action. I have only to hew away the rough walls that imprison the lovely apparition to reveal it to the other eyes as mine see it. Marvellous. In more colloquial terms, we might say that Michelangelo simply chipped away all that wasn't David. And we have this magnificent piece here today. Friends, we are all works in progress. None of us are finished. None of us are glorified or perfected. We're all under construction. And you've only got to go out to the mall here over this past year to know that construction sites can indeed be messy. <laughs> they can be noisy. They can be frustrating. Uh, they can cause some, some drama. 
But God never stops working on each of us because he knows what we're capable of. He knows our potential the same way that Michelangelo saw the potential in that flawed piece of marble. I like to think that God is still working on me, chiseling out a magnificent piece of work. Now, I don't have any uh, delusions of grandeur that I'm going to be a masterpiece like the David. I know that I'm fairly flawed. I've got some rough patches. I'm discolored in places. There's some cracks and some warps. And down through the years, I've foolishly tried to patch myself up as well. I reckon God ships away at a little bit of Pete Chapman each day, only to wake up the next morning to see it flawed again. He goes, what happened? I fixed that part up. Well, it turns out that I'm my own worst enemy. I think that I know better than the master creator. I think I can fix myself. I know better than him and I can shape myself. Does anyone else relate to this story? We think we know better than the master sculptor. I've still got a fair bit of work to be done on me. And I reckon, if you're honest with yourself, you know that you are, you are the same as well. I've got a long way to go. I'm a long way from perfect at this stage. But I take great confidence in knowing that the master sculptor, the master artisan won't stop until he has finished his work. What God starts, he finishes. So how do we become this renewed us? How can we be transformed? How can we be made new? Well, Paul says to simply offer your body as a living sacrifice. This is a reference to the old Jewish system of sacrifices. It was quite a bloody business. It was quite gruesome. Um, there were regular sacrifices being made each day in the, in the temple. And it was the priest's job to slay the animals on, on the altar. An animal would, would pay to glorify God with its own life, with its own blood. Paul is saying here there's no more need for any blood to be shed. And the blood of Jesus the Christ, the Lamb of God, was shed once and for all at the cross of Calvary. Amen. No more need for any more, any more blood to be shed. The sacrifice has been made, but the sacrifice that we are being called to make is a living sacrifice. We are to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. Uh, the trouble is, of course, is that living sacrifices have a tendency to want to crawl off the altar. So it's going to be a daily commitment to offering your life as a living sacrifice, living not for yourself but for God. This is a wonderful Christ-like thing that you can do each and every day. Doing what Jesus did for you at the cross of Calvary, offering yourself in service to him and to the world around you. He says that this is your spiritual act of worship. Worship isn't what we do here with guitars and pianos. It's part of worship, but worship is much more than just music. We worship God when we offer him our service out here Monday to Friday as well as in here on, on a Sunday. As way of a little practical application, there's putting some meat on the bones this morning. I want to give you a little formula that I think fleshes this out before I leave you this morning. Um, and this is a formula that I found from a, a retired minister, a retired preacher who'd lived a life of humble service. And he put together a little simple a formula to help us in the new year, I think, uh, to live this out, about how we actually go about offering ourselves as a living sacrifice in order, to not in order to not submit to the ways of the world, but to be made new. 
And he says this is a simple formula. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks Brody. It's T plus HH plus GE equals SG. <laughs> T plus HH plus GE equals SG. Now we'll just skip to the next slide because it's got the code there on it. It's time plus habits of holiness plus godly encouragement equals spiritual growth. It's going to take time. It's going to take you getting into some habits, and you're going to need the help of those around you. Let's go through each of those quickly. It's going to take time for you to be transformed. It's probably going to take more than a simple prayer on a Sunday. It will start with a prayer on a Sunday. You're committing your life to Christ. It's something you probably should be doing every morning. It's something I try to do each and every morning. But it is going to take some time in your life to develop this pattern of spiritual growth and laying your life down as a living sacrifice. Patterns of sin and worldliness can be broken, but it will take more than just a quick decision. How are you going to spend your time in 2022? You're going to need to work at it. So that's the first thing. You need to spend some time. You need to sacrifice some time. You need to look at your calendar this year. Can I encourage you to sit down and have a look at your weekly calendar and prayerfully consider what uh, can I commit to, which leads us into habits of holiness. To get into a habit of loving and, and serving God. It's going to be like physical fitness, like a gym membership. It's going to need to be regular. And the more you do so, the easier it will become. Your spirituality, your godliness is like a muscle. The more you use it, the easier it will become. Um, what habits are you going to commit to in 2022? Can I suggest that the first thing needs to indeed be Sunday worship? It needs to be the, really the bare minimum I, I would have thought. It doesn't have to be here at church in the marketplace. Don't hear me plugging for church in the marketplace. If there's another church somewhere that you feel called to where uh, you can love and serve, please go with our blessing. But I would have thought you need to be committed to the body of Christ at some point, somewhere, somehow on a, on a Sunday morning. You're going to need regular prayer time. It doesn't, I don't mean hours every week. We, have a, we do have a, a prayer time a couple of times a week, one in person and one online. You might have your own little personal quiet time or devotional um, I can recommend one for you this new year. I think I did share with you at the beginning of, of last year a chronological Bible plan, a chronological Bible study. When you commit to reading the Bible in a year, it only takes three or four chapters a day. You'll get right through the entire thing. I can recommend doing it in chronological order rather than simply starting at Genesis and working your way through. It won't make a lot of sense. I can recommend a book. Come and see me. I'd love to flick you the link um, and so that you can commit to uh, reading the scriptures. How are you going to commit to serving in 2022? What habit, what ministry are you going to be a part of? What ministry are you going to be sowing into in the new year? These are, these are the habits of holiness that we're talking about. And you're going to need some godly encouragement. This is where the church is so important. It's not a solo sport. Following Jesus has never been a solo sport. You're going to need the encouragement of your brothers and sisters in Christ. You can't do it on your own. I get lots of people telling me, oh, I'm a Christian, but I don't need, feel the need for church. I reckon 90% of the time they're kidding themselves. 
You're going to need the encouragement of those around us to cheer you on. And you know what? We need you. I want to spin that around and tell people, you know what? We really need you. We have a, 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 a church family here that, that needs your particular gifts. God has gifted you in a way that, he, he's, he's, that you can serve the body of Christ. I mean, when you're not stepping up to serve, it means the rest of us have to carry the load. And, and frankly, it, it, it means me punching out some cowboy chords leading worship when it's, it's, I don't feel particularly gifted in, in that regard. We need everyone to be stepping up and, and to be contributing to the body of Christ because by doing so, you'll encourage me, you'll encourage your, your brothers and sisters in Christ. So there's a simple little formula. Tea time plus some habits of holiness plus some godly encouragement along the way in the church will equate with spiritual growth in, in 2022. I want to leave you with one final little illustration <laughs> about being made new, about being transformed. It's, uh, it's from a gravesite of Ruth Graham, Billy Graham's wife. We're all familiar with Billy Graham, one of the great evangelists of the world. He died just a couple of years ago, but his wife, Ruth, was a very godly woman. and uh, She died a few years before he did. You can visit her gravesite in uh, Charlotte in North Carolina. And this is a picture here of Ruth Graham's gravesite. And I love the epitaph that she chose, that, she, that is on her gravesite. I'm not sure if you can read that there, but at the bottom of that gravestone it says, End of construction. Thank you for your patience. Don't you, do you like that? Thank you for your patience. Friends, thank you for your patience for Pete Chapman this past year. I hope you will continue to be patient with me in 2022. And I pray for the patience to be patient with you in 2022. So let's all commit ourselves to being made new, to being transformed, to be ever more and more being Christ-like, being transformed into the likeness of Christ, knowing that we're all works in progress. We're all a bit rough around the edges, knowing that one day, praise God, the construction will end. God will indeed finish his work like he did in the wonderful saint of Ruth Graham and know that he, what he has in store for you is glorious. Why don't you submit your life on the altar as a living sacrifice this day and every day throughout 2022 for God's glory. Amen? Let's pray. Yes, loving Lord, we once again come before you and we surrender. We submit our lives. We say, here we are, Lord. I lay my life down. I offer it as a living sacrifice, Father. I'm no longer living for you, Lord. I'm living, no longer living for myself, Lord. I am living for you, for your glory. I seek your will in all things. I no longer seek my own glory, my own agenda, Father. I am living for you this year. Reveal to me, show me, Lord, where you would have me serve, how you would have me love. Father, reveal to us those places where we are marred, misshapen, and cracked, where we are flawed, where we need mending, where we need to be more and more Christ-like. 
Father, help us to commit time, to commit the, our habits, our habits of holiness, our calendar this year. Help us to be encouraging those on the journey as well. Father, we offer ourselves for your service. We offer ourselves for spiritual growth, to be transformed evermore into the image of your Son. In his name we pray. Amen.